Hello and welcome to the No Room for Doubt podcast. My name's Kyra Matthews. I'm a manifestation obsessive and I help creatives and independent business owners overcome self-doubt and anxiety so they can build thriving businesses online. So let's get into it. Amazing. So Alice, to start off with, who are you and what do you do? I'm Alex. I'm a creative energy mentor, which may sound a bit woo-woo to some, but I'm sure if you're on this glorious podcast, you won't think that this will be just your cup of tea. I'm also the one-woman team of Creative Babes Club, which is a creative community for you, the creative, and I help creatives and business owners find their creative flow, protect their energy, fill up their creative cup, and be their most vibey, aligned, authentic, creative self in their business and day-to-day. Oh my God. Okay. So obviously the Instagram algorithm has hidden you from me for the last couple of weeks or months, but you have had a glow up since we last spoke. So wait, I thought you were just a creative mentor, but tell me about, I can't remember how you said it, the energy part. Tell me about that. That's so cool. Yeah, so 2022 was a big year of figuring the shit out, trying to realign myself, realising that I was following old dreams. So through the Creative Babes Club, I used to do online pop-ups back in the socially distanced days, and then that transformed into the in-person events, but soon I was realising that it wasn't quite clicking for me in the way like that excitement that I felt it was dwindling and it was a big like year of trying to figure all that out and creativity and energy levels has always been something that has interested me and impacted me Mm. like way back as a student and then like when I um, graduated and trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my degree and even up to growing the creative babes club but soon enough and really towards the back end of last year I found that it was a real natural progression for me and it was something that's been inside me and it's just, I feel like waiting to come out, maybe in the right time, the right place. Um, So yeah, I am all about really diving into your creativity and energy as a creative in general, but also as a business owner because our energy is everything. It's yeah, so there's been, a branding glow recently and I'm really <laughs> feeling myself in my creative energy at the minute so my whole mission is to really spread my message about creative energy and helping others to feel and work with their creative energy in a way that feel really them wow I love that so much and it's really interesting there's so many things that you've said that I want to dive into I know you mentioned last year that you you were, you went through a period where you were trying different things in your business, but it didn't feel like it was clicking. Did you have any sort of nerves about changing things? Because I know that some people listening, and actually I've been in this place where I've been trying something, pushing it, and I'm like, I've got to keep going, like it's got to work. And I've almost had resistance to changing things. What was that like for you? Did you have any of those sort of like doubts? The resistance is real Mm. so it's like twofold I feel like either I was trying something and thinking no this is what I'm meant to be doing I feel like either circumstantial things around me or like the universe was like trying to show me 
like, no, hon, this isn't for you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> or it'd be the other way around. I'd be doing something that once used to fill up my creative cup and make me feel inspired and really in the place I'm meant to be. And I would burn out, I would frazzle, it would be a hot mess either way, really. Mm, yeah, I'm so with you. I've totally been there. How, um, how do you manage your energy then and your creativity? It's been a lot of practice. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really important to say, especially if you're entering this creative energy era and it's something that's a new concept to you or just really zooming in on the fact that we're all human and no one's perfect and your energy is not going to be high and vibey all the time. Mm. It's knowing the patterns, knowing the feelings, being really observant and reflective and in the moment of where your creativity is at, where your energy is at, so that you can run and grow your business, but also be your most authentic self, like I've mentioned, but feel really good in your well-being and mindset at the same time, because especially if you're creative, who is a one-person team or a small team of people, you need to really you need that energy to get the things done and knowing when you can maybe do the high energy things one day and then the next week you might think no i need to really pare it back and mm. do what's going to re-energize me and fill up my cup so then i can go and do the things and connect to my dream people it's a real practicing process and for me <laughs> ironically like i've joked before i feel like i've gone through all of the wobbles, all of the feels as a creative to help people to not have to go through the same yeah. shit or at least to the extent that it was for me because I know that like my main wobbles, especially as a creative student and then a postgraduate figuring out what I wanted to do, it was comparison, self-sabotage, mm. low self-esteem, anxiety. Anxiety still plays a part in my life, but there was a real negative vibe and even when I wanted the most for the people, the creatives around me, I still found myself like comparing and that's where you can get trapped in following other people's dreams and goals. Yeah. And that's that can take a while to unravel and recenter. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree so much with what you said. There's something that you just said as well that um, it made me think of something that I, on this podcast and on Instagram, I talk a lot about like thinking as your future self and like really like channeling this like a positive abundant mindset and I was speaking to my coach recently and thinking that way actually requires a lot of energy especially if it's a new way of thinking or you have a lot of like negative thoughts a lot of like self-doubt spirals and I think you're so right like you need to like manage your energy because you could be posting and like doing all the things if the energy behind it isn't you know like that magnetic attractive like I'm loving this and I love my creativity if that isn't the energy then it's gonna make all of your actions just go dead in the water and you're gonna feel more frustrated and likely I see this all the time people have bad energy but keep on taking action it doesn't work and then they take more action and then it just leads to burnout because they've just overworked and they feel terrible so absolutely with you yeah I think that it's the if you think of your energy levels and even just your creative well-being mindset in general 
if you're in the middle and you're thinking, I'm not mega high, I'm not super low, I'm just good. I think that's the place where we feel more um, naturally inclined to do the things that make us keep energized and the creative cut moments and really, I don't know about you, but when I'm either really high and vibey, it can be easy for me to think, oh, I don't need to journal today, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> Oh, I don't need to go for that walk. I'm good. Look at me being productive. Yeah. And it's just like, that's when we can get caught out. And equally, when I'm feeling really low, that's when I don't want to acknowledge things. That's when my mind's saying, oh, don't touch that right now. Let's not spiral or whatever it may be. But I think, again, it's all a whole practicing and a real creative self-care about it. Like giving yourself that love and and the same with your creativity um, levels, actually. Like, the more you nourish and feed and really hone in on what makes you, you, mm. I think that's when it can really shine. Yeah, absolutely. So, Alice, can you tell us how you got here? You sort of touched on some of the challenges you experienced from being in university and studying. Tell me how you got to Creative Babes Clubs. How did you get here? Oh, so I graduated back in 2017 um, from a surface design degree and I didn't really know what I wanted to do after. I knew I wanted to be self-employed in some way because that creative flexibility and freedom really was an appealing factor to me. Um, and then this is where I was like high anxiety, high wobbles. It was like all consuming in my life. And I feel like I really struggled. Like I tried a few things, like I did a bit of interning for um, studios, doing surface patterns. But whatever I did, although I enjoyed certain things, it didn't quite make my heart sing. Mm. And it was like trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my creativity. And I suppose that the Creative Babes Club specifically, it came from a time where I, not to be like dramatic but felt like I didn't have that much to lose because mm. I suppose there was a lot going on in my personal life Um, I was almost made redundant from my part-time job which I really enjoyed I used to work for Paper Chase mm. as a retail assistant and I had a lot of creativity in that space I was able to do visual merchandising and that type of thing and then the shop closed and I got kept on with the new company, which wasn't as aligned to me, mm -hmm. but it was, it is, it was what it was. I was really lucky to have a job. And I was like, oh, I just, I have this idea. I have, I sat on Creative Babes Club idea for at least a year or so. Yeah. And I thought, you know what, let's go. I was sat in Nando's and I made the Creative Babes Club Instagram. Nice! <laughs> yes, <laughs> really niche, <laughs> really niche. I love that. Um, I love that you sat in Nando's and created it. That's so fun. I think that that's like a little note to not waiting for things to be perfect. Mm. Like if you've got that nudge and that like intuitive pull to start something, just I think the hardest part is just to start. And then I'm still learning and growing and I'm sure like you are as well. Yeah. Like journey doesn't stop. I think a lot of people will resonate with sitting on an idea. I, Alice, I can't tell you how many people come to me and they're like, Kyra, I've been wanting to do this for like four years, five years, six years. And I actually have a name for this. I call it a shoebox dream. It's like when you have an idea, but 
um, for whatever reason, you're like, now's not the night, the right time, and you put it under your bed. Like you never quite forget about it. It g- gets a bit dusty under the bed, but like eventually you get the confidence, or like something pushes you, where you're like, actually, I'm gonna go under the bed and I'm gonna pull out this dream. It's like you never really forget it. What were the things for you that made you sit on that idea, and then what shifted for you to be like, actually, no, I have to do this, and I have to do it now in Nando's. <laughs> I think a whole the whole thing really was a big bubble of low self belief, mm. low self esteem, low confidence, and that was a really big theme in my life at, at the time. And it was something that I always thought, oh well, one day. But weirdly, although like I've mentioned, I, I tried different things and half-assed at things here and yeah. there. I had like this gut feeling it wasn't even like a thought it was more so a fact in my head like this is a good idea and this will work which was so unlike me to be so confident in something that's so personally my idea yeah so I I really had to and I don't think I was aware about doing so at the time but I had to really lock into that like fact like this is going to work this is like my great idea and I'm going to do it. It was all a matter of timing, but I think, like I said, it was more so, well, I'm not feeling creative in my day to day. I'm feeling really crappy. Mm. And this is something that I want to put out there and see if people resonate with it. And the Creative Babes Club community really, it flourished really fast. Um, And I feel like, and this was back in 2019, And I feel like once I'd started it in Nando's and I thought, right, let's just see what happens. When you get that reception back and you've got the good, um, the lovely words and messages and the good vibe about it, that's like a confidence booster to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. And you've mentioned before that you had low self-belief. Obviously now on your Instagram, you've got a huge community there, 29,000 followers. You're on this podcast. What changed for you to have that self-confidence? Again, practice, I think. Uh, There is an element of faking it till you make it, but knowing who you are and the value you bring. Mm. So I think, especially at the beginning, like I think it's really... I think you've got to not get in your head about things and just know what you're doing and what you're bringing to people, who your people are, your dream connections, and just focusing on that. And um, although I did have an element of perfectionism about me, I think that's just the creative in me. Um, I definitely kept seeing and even looking back months ago, weeks ago, years ago, there's an evolution with everything, every aspect of me, every aspect of the brand that I'm growing, the like down to the aesthetics and stuff. Mm. Um, I think there's definitely a growth and in the way of the world that we're in, the, there's a lot of pressure on aesthetic and a pressure on a certain view of success. But I think just really concentrating on what fills me with that spark of energy and joy and I think that's I think that's what's helped me to be to allow myself to be human and grow in the way that it would anyway if that makes sense yeah absolutely absolutely 
I have been reading a book. I've been like literally like inhaling books over the last two weeks or four weeks, I would say. And it's been a very fun period. And I was reading this book. It's called Wild Business by a woman called Sigourney Bell. And she was saying how every time you get a nudge or an idea, you should always do it straight away. Like don't wait more than seven days to action it. So if you get a nudge to like, host an event or something or to like switch something you should like put in action in some way and she was saying like that's how you always get momentum how you always just start growing and then when you look back at all these actions that you've taken you will see the evolution that you've been on even though you've just been kind of doing things but separately from that I know in the dms we were talking about an experience that you had which I think so many people will will relate to I can't relate because I feel like I've just always been me. <laughs> I've always, actually no, I did have social anxiety when I worked in fashion. I did I did feel really shy, so maybe I can relate. But by the time I started posting on Instagram, I had kind of gotten over that myself. Um, but we spoke about how perhaps you had identified as being shy and then there was a bit of like tension because you come onto Instagram and Instagram sort of, demands so much of you it demands to like see you your life who you are your personality how did you reconcile that like the identity of being shy versus being visible yeah so if you know me you'll know I'm a big introvert like I really connect with my people and I can be really I'm such a I'm such a person that gets really excited about the small things and I'm quite energetic in that way. But when it comes to like my being, I love being at home. I love getting cozy. Um, But when I was younger, more so a teenager, up until probably early 20s, if I'm completely honest, and obviously being a child as well, I've been much more shy. And I suppose it's that um, low self-esteem that'll have been completely wrapped up in that. Um, But it wasn't until, and I feel like it was maybe 2020, Mm. um, I took part in the self-belief sessions with Sophie French and Elizabeth Styles. And I think they were talking about like the narratives we're taught or maybe we've been brought up to believe a certain thing. I, th- I think it was towards money specifically yeah. they were talking about. And I kind of had this like individual aha moment on my own. And I was like, oh, I'm like stuck in this shy girl narrative. Mm. And whether that was, and by this point, Creative Babes Club is probably a year or two old. Um, and I don't know whether it was more so my own stuff, like, oh, people think that I'm shy if they see me doing this and having this business with this amount of followers, they're not going to be able to put the pieces together. Or was it more so me thinking, oh, so-and-so from my secondary school might see me and think I'm being fake AF because she's the shy girl, she's quiet. There was a lot of, and still, I suppose, things that I've been working through like since realising this. And I've always been sensitive as well. That's another, um, what I like to call a too much thing, Mm. Um, I suppose. And we were talking about the too muchness of having these narratives, whether they're self-taught or um, societal, external noise, Mm. where we feel like we have to, we either feel like we have to stay in a certain lane because we used to be this, or people have branded us as this, 
or we find that transition out of it as like we've both discussed like that natural growth and evolution it's hard to distinguish the two mm. in my experience anywhere but yeah it's been really interesting for me as a business owner mm. how did you overcome that oh I mean I think it's the evidence that I provided myself like with everything I overcome or every new thing I did like the first live on Instagram the first time I spoke to the camera directly and the first time I pitched myself in an email whatever it was all of these new things to me it was like my evidence bank Mm. like oh no I'm doing this I love that and it's so I love what you said about feeling like you identify in some way and then doing something publicly and being afraid that it's almost like you're not going to live up to the expectations that you think other people have of you. Like sometimes what you want being in direct com- contradiction to who you've been in the past. And I think definitely when I started coaching, I definitely had that because I remember um when in my early days of styling I used to be so shy not shy I think I was just very anxious and very afraid of being rejected by people on set like I would go onto these sets and I'd think oh my god everyone is so cool and I would just like not really talk to anyone or make conversation wait god I lost my chain of thought (laughs) about being um anxious on set uh Oh, yeah, I was going to say, it's one of those days. (laughs) I was going to say that when I I eventually figured that out and I was able to find my confidence in a way and I started having conversations with people and I found people really interesting and the more I opened up, people found me interesting and I started to be this person. And I was like, that's one thing because I I felt like I had conquered this domain in terms of styling and, and things like that. And then when I went online on Instagram, I had this fear that someone was going to say like, sorry, Kyrie, you can't be doing that. I remember when you were at the back of the studio steaming in the corner, like, who are you to be a coach now? And definitely, I think that that's something that stops people. They have these sort of ghosts or or images in their mind of people that are going to come out and say, hey, like, you don't deserve that success. You don't deserve those wins. Like go back into your box and it can stop us so much. Yeah, I weirdly experienced a bit of that with the Pivot and Creative Babes Club from being more of a community event um, brand to with the pop-ups and whatnot to my, it was was interesting because I was like, no, I want to do, because I was um, doing mentoring with my stall holders one-to-one throughout the pop-up process and I thought I love this I want to do more of this but the word the name title business mentor Mm -hmm. it wasn't quite like I I had a lot of like those wobbly um inner critic voices of oh you're not a business mentor who are you to talk about businesses blah 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 but then the more I dived into the creative energy that felt like a language and also this is the type of thing that I talk to myself I journal about this stuff I talk to my friends when we have deep chats and coffee catch-ups about this stuff and also the conversations I have been having since the beginning of Creative Babes Club with so many wonderful creatives like this is my thing so it was like knowing I suppose again having the confidence and being like no this is my space and 
I'm going to show up in my way. I think there's a lot of pressure to be showing up online for your business in a certain way, like this loud content, like this is probably my um my experience as a more introverted person, but I've learned that if I'm having a low energy day, I can talk on stories and I can, you know, show up as my authentic self. Because I think people acknowledge that and resonate with that more than if you were to be su- such a, what's the word, like a front. Mm. I think people were really perceptive to the reality and the emotions of the situation. Yeah, I actually agree. Um, What's coming to mind is this really interesting podcast I listened to. I wonder if the name is going to come to mind. I can't remember. But they were talking about how um, humans can smell fear. Like we can smell, even if somebody's like, oh yeah, I'm fine. I'm having a great time. Life is fantastic. Like just the way we are, like we can smell fear and it's how we've evolved to really be able to sense what's going on. Is there danger here? Am I safe? And I totally agree. It's like one thing if you identify as this really big personality and extroverted and that's how you show up fine but I think it's totally another if you identify as one thing and then you feel forced to show up as that thing and I think what's really coming up for me as we talk about this is really stepping into this idea that no matter how you show up as long as you believe you're enough the people will, the right people will gravitate to you. Like I definitely gravitate to a certain kind of person and there's people who definitely gravitate to me and definitely who think I'm too loud or too much or like couldn't work with me because I'm so direct and upfront and they're like, what? You know, I can't do this. But it's like, as long as I'm connected to who I am, it really doesn't matter about those people who are like thinking I'm too much or something. Yeah. What would your, do you have a too muchness in that comes to mind or something that you think pops up now and again or used to? That's such a fun question. Um, oh, this is interesting. So I, when I, I don't know if I want to say the exact situation that this happened in, just in case they listen. But I started um, a, about a year or so, I started hanging out with and making friends with people who didn't have businesses. So there were people who um, didn't identify as self-employed or freelancer. They had full-time jobs that they really loved. Um, totally normal. We were hanging out because of some other shared interest. And they all knew that I was I was completely freelance at the time this was before I started in a tech company and we would meet other people we'll be in these situations where we would we would meet other people and they'd be like oh what do you do and so and so would be like oh I work for this company oh I work for that company and I'd be like oh I'm a mindset coach I work with creatives and freelance and people would always be like oh like tell me more about that that sounds so interesting but it got to a point where that that sort of situation happened so much that I could tell that the people that I was around that were f- that I was friends with started to feel they started to tense up every time I would talk about being freelance and being a mindset manifestation coach and like people being interested and it became to a point where when I would go to introduce myself I wanted to tone it down I would just say oh like I 
can't remember what my words were, but my energy about it would just be like a bit more like flat. So people didn't ask me follow up questions and they didn't get too interested. And I would say definitely like that has been my too much when you're around people that don't identify with being self-employed and freelance. And it feels crazy that you could be freelance and do all those kind of things. Yeah, that was my one, I'd say. That's so interesting. Because as business owners, we're in such a bubble yeah. all the time with people who get what we're going through. And oh my God, we need that. But that's really interesting to hear, like the flip side of that as well. Yeah, and like you have to remember, like... I remember when I very first started, I went to this event in Amsterdam and the coach was talking about how important it is to like honour what a huge leap and change in identity it takes to make one pound online. If you make one pound online, like you've changed your identity. Like we live in a world where you aren't meant to like make money yourself. You're meant to join a company, somebody else makes the money and you just play your part. And being a freelancer, being a self um, a self-employed person, however you identify, whether you're making £25 a month or £25,000 a month, there are people who could not even imagine doing what you do. Like it's making a website, making a shop. It's such a huge thing. And I think we have to honour that because there are some people that are like, that's nuts. That's like totally crazy. Yeah, we have so much to celebrate. Like I th- it's like with anything really you get used to your reality and your day to day and like I think with the such especially as a business owner you have we're spinning so many plates we're on to the next to do thing. I feel like it's really easy to keep going forward and not reflect in any way. Yeah. Whether it be reflect on what we've overcome, what we've achieved, what we can celebrate or being really present in the moment because I've learned like how like what's the word like priceless Mm. the feelings that I need to pay attention to before it's too late because that's what like Alice of 2016 17 18 would have done she would have kept going burnt out and then it would be like on to the next loop of the cycle Mm. so yeah I think like self-celebration is such a massive thing for all of us but like in your business and in your creativity we need to yeah like you said honor that can you just expand on what you just said you I feel like you just said something that was like pure gold and the reason Mm -hmm. why it sounded like gold to me is because this is something that I've been really working on and battling with myself like last year I've spoken about pretty openly about my mental health my mental health got in a really bad place last year I got really burnt out and my challenge was like how do I get back online and care for myself in the most gracious loving way and one thing I've realized is that Kyra would post previous Kyra she was so talented and smart and driven and everything but I would suppress my emotions like I would there would be things that you know were really challenging to look back on the past and I would suppress those and now I'm moving into my business and I'm trying to balance allowing myself to feel those emotions and then go back to work like going for a walk when I get triggered or something and then coming back to work just now you said about sort of catching those emotions before it turns into 
a bigger thing, which is definitely a skill I'm learning. Can you talk a little bit more about your experience with that? Yeah. So something that I talk about through my creative energy mentoring with my clients, but also in the Creative Babes Club community, is the cup filling moments. And these are the tasks that could be as teeny tiny and short or as in-depth as possible as you like rather. Um, but these are the things, the activities, the moments that you can take for yourself, whether it be going for a walk, creating just because, having a day off, an afternoon, an hour here or there to really spend time with yourself and do something that sparks that energy in you. Um, because these are the things that keep my creative cup full or at least as full as it can be so that I don't get burnt out. I don't hear the inner critic voices. And I feel like when I am feeling my most creative aligned self, I don't, I either don't have them or I don't hear the wobbles so much. I don't yeah. like I'm, I'm much in a much better position to like bat them away. Mm. Um, and I know that like I've mentioned as well, it's easy when we're feeling good or when we're feeling really bad to not do these things or even just to avoid things that no aren't good for us and our mindset and our business, our well-being, whatever it may be. Um, I know for me that taking the time to like my big must when when and where I can is to have a slow morning mm. because I have that flexibility to do so and I'm not a morning person and if I feel like when I'm rushed into the day, that's when I get a bit like um, a bit anxious and a bit off key um, so I feel like it's also a really fun experimental thing to try different things and see what lifts you up what brings you that inspiration what really resets you so that you can try things and see what works if it doesn't work another day try something else it's a real there's no rules with it with creative cup filling that's something that's like a big big thing for me mm, I love that what would you say is something that you've achieved that you're the proudest of and my follow-up question to that is how did you achieve it oh in terms of creative babes club or just anything um surprise us could be anything oh what am I most proud of I think, yeah, I think what's popping in my head and I think I'm going to discover this as I'm saying it, mm. but from being in such a place where I had really low, low self-esteem, low confidence, mega anxiety, shy, and I've always had this pattern of not feeling like I can be myself mm. in some way. I was either too weird, I was too tall when I was younger, I was like the second tallest in my class. I thought that was like, I felt like alien, which is bonkers. <laughs> um, whatever it has been, I feel like the past year or so, I've really found myself mm. and I feel like I'm able to express my being in like all areas of my life at the moment. And I'm not quite at the level where I feel like and I, I suppose I'll never get to the point where I feel like I'm done growing now. But I'm really, I've had quite a, again, the word evolution, mm -hmm. a, an evolution in myself. And that's transpired into my creative 
business, my brand for Creative Babes Club and the services that I'm bringing for creatives. It's kind of flowed into all aspects of my life. Mm. So I think, yeah, what I'd be most proud of is proud of is my growth in really accepting who I am and knowing that I'm good with that. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, absolutely. And how did you achieve that? In three steps. Three yeah. steps. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> They just take you all of your years of existence and crystallize it into three easy, ready-to-go steps. Five steps, okay. I think going back to just starting what, doing what I want to do and actually trusting that gut feeling, think so like putting myself out there, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And then, again, seeing the evidence, living life, feeling the evolution and growth. And then the third, I suppose the third would be having the awareness and like the reflection, like the continuous reflection and like almost like peace in the fact that I'll never be like a full jigsaw puzzle. There'll always be another bit to add on and with life, like like we mentioned before we started this podcast recording, like life will be life in. And things will change, but that's fine. I think as long as you, as long as you're doing what really lifts you up, I think that's like a mega, mega thing to be able to say. What's a risk that you almost didn't take? Hmm. I think two pop in my head. First, what I've already talked about starting the Creative Babes Club mm. in the first place, because like I said, I sat on it. But also, there was a moment in between, I think it was, I think it was the second, no, the, the third lockdown, so like the April 2021. Yeah. And Creative Babes Club was in a really good place, and I had money coming in frequently, and I knew I was ready to be full-time self-employed and leave my part-time job which I was um lucky to be furloughed in at the time and there was a moment I think I have and this is a whole other podcast episode in itself but I have a real pattern since I was younger waiting for permission for things Mm. and like for that reassurance of you're okay to feel that you're okay to do that and so I I suppose going full-time self-employed when I knew I could that was a big step for me because I suppose it's almost like it's such a goal for a lot of business owners that when it's there and it's like so like easy to touch it can feel quite daunting and like oh really weird yeah I'm so with you I'm like I've been working on a goal that I used to lay in bed and visualize. I would go onto YouTube and I think I would type in like abundance meditation or something. And there's this one by Bob Proctor and I think it's like 20 minutes long. And I would lay in bed at night and I would visualize me doing this thing. And it seemed so far away. And I've been like, I've had sort of like opportunities to do it, but it didn't seem like the right time. It didn't seem right. But I feel like now I'm so close to doing it. Like I could do it now and I'm like not pressing that go button. And I think, so I resonate with what you're saying so much. And I think what's been coming up for me is that I thought I would have to be this like 
perfect shiny 100% person in order to do this and actually what I've realized is no you don't have to be perfect and shiny you only think that you have to be perfect and shiny to avoid the actual uncomfortable emotions with doing something that you want and it's such a trip you're like I want this and it feels scary to say yes and to do it yeah that's made me think of another thing that I'm proud of and not not as so much of a big life moment I suppose it's every little step in between that's like my aligned moves mm. towards what I want to manifest and bring in and achieve I think those so whether it be an email or reaching out to someone or putting something in place yes. all of those little steps it's like I suppose we're so focused on the big picture or this thing that we feel maybe unattainable at the minute but we want it to be or maybe we feel that we can't possibly possibly achieve that in the person we are mm. today and there's, there's an element of you need to grow to achieve this thing but also why not achieve this thing as the you today yes well? yes I love that so much definitely I'm going to trademark that as well <laughs> I've been thinking about trademarks a lot um, <laughs> over the last few days. Alice, it's been so amazing to talk to you. I have two more questions left for you. My first one of those is what advice would you give to your past self? Don't underestimate what you are capable of fire hot off the press everyone and my final mm. question for you here is tomorrow if everything was like washed away and the slate was totally wiped clean and you had to rebuild and start all over again and you were only allowed to take three tools with you in order to do that what three tools would you take and why like physical tools they can be physical tools they can be affirmation mental and emotional tools someone said their dog someone said a diet coke and someone also said google sheets so it could be any three tools that um that really work for you i think reflection is a massive thing so my journal i said that as well um so that's like reflection Oh God, like my community of people who have been in the DMs, like I think, yeah, my people. So by that, it's like the people who really get me, connect with me, and we have like that, that, that connection, vibe. yeah. That vibe, exactly. Um, thirdly, oh, I'm going to say my puppy dog, Harvey. Hi, Harvey. He's actually not in the room. Sometimes he's under the table. Sometimes he's barking next door or whoever's <laughs> walking past the house because I work from home. Um, but yeah, he's like my, I'm with him every day at work. And so he's like my little apprentice so he can come. Oh, I love that. Alice, thank you so much for sharing your insight and your energy with us today. How can people find you if they're interested in working with you, getting their creativity and their energy filled up? How can people get in touch and experience your work? Yeah, so I'm Creative Babes Club on Instagram. You can also go to creativebabesclub.co.uk to find out what I'm all about, the community. 
at the moment my waitlist is going to be well my waitlist is live now for my creative babes club monthly membership mm. and this is for you want that creativity in your life the community like-minded connections and so much more you can sign up to the waitlist for free and then you'll be notified when you can join the club and yeah do client mentoring and if you just want to jump in the dms and have a chat about what we've spoken about today or anything i love a deep chat i'm your gal amazing thanks so much for coming and everyone thank you so much for listening if you really enjoyed this episode please let alice know drop her a dm and tell her that you're so grateful that she spent this time with us today and don't forget to i was gonna say like this (laughs) i don't know where i think i am share this episode give me a big frat review tell all your friends to listen to it and thank you so much for coming see you next week